defend ourselves. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast. I'm Joseph Rennick. I'm Austin Zwiebelman. I'm Rain Caversi. I'm Tanner Richard Kraft. I'm Tim Sullivan. Now that we're all introduced, let's introduce our topic of the day. Uh, the hit film starring Ben Affleck. The 2003 hit film Daredevil. All right. Now that I've said that joke, <laughs> so, so that so that Austin can cut play, to the ground. Fight. Play, play, ground, fight. Play, ground, fight. Play, ground, fight. I only said that just to make Austin cut to the to the shot of Bullseye killing the old lady with a peanut. So I said. <laughs> no, we're talking about Justice League today. <laughs> no. We're talking about Zack Snyder's yes, Justice League. Th- thank you for correcting me, Tanner. No, today we are talking about specifically Zack Snyder's 2021 release, Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Snyder Cut is here, baby! Yeah, the uh, the Snyder Cut's here uh, after many, many years of fans uh, raging over it, wanting it, demanding that it comes out. It's finally here. Uh, Rain, what... What were you going to say? I wanted to open this with a little story. I remember in second or third or maybe fourth grade, uh, it was gym class and we were playing kickball. And this one dweeby kid that people like uh, were kind of making fun of, like annoying him. It was his turn to go and because people were taking him off, uh, making jokes about him. He was pretty, he was, he was all angry and upset. And then when the ball was rolled to him, he kicked it and, you know, this was a, no one was expecting much from him, but it was he kicked it really far, like all the way. Um, I don't remember how far because I was out. I don't remember that well, but um, he kicked it really far, and then <laughs> everyone. But we were all we were all just like shocked, like oh, wide faced, like aghast, like what? This doesn't make any sense. How did he kick it this far? How did he do it that well? And objectively, like there was probably uh, you know some of the more athletic kids, they probably kicked further ones, but because he was so. This kid, he would never kick a ball this far. That's why it felt like the big, the most majestic uh, kickball kick I ever seen in my life. Uh, and that's sort of analogous, I guess, to my thoughts on this movie. I just wanted to open with that. All right, uh, I'll let someone else go. I started started to see where that metaphor was going, and I was like, yes. Funnily enough, that was the uh, the first talking point that I had written down here. Uh, what was everybody's thoughts on uh, the Snyder Cut? Everybody, wow. Uh, God damn, uh, who know that preserving directorial vision and not having a mishmash of two very different director visions on top of radical studio interference trying to cut down a movie that was meant to be long into a very short runtime, cramming weird jokes, sex scenes, and uh, completely ruining the color grading while also ruining the framing of a lot of shots. Who knew that could make a movie so bad? Yeah, that... <laughs> it, it, it's honestly... Um, and it's like, I'll, I'll kind of get into it when I talk about um because one of the talking points I have very specifically is about Zack Snyder and his uh and his filmmaking yeah um it, it's honestly revisiting well not only revisiting the Whedon cut and now having the Snyder cut to go off of it it's honestly like just watching two different movies C- can we all agree on that it it feels drastically different yes they are two whole ass different movies in a lot of ways. Yes, but I also want to propose something. Yes. Uh, when we refer to the weeding cut, we should call it Justice League. Shut the fuck up, Tanner. We should call I it mean, Justice got, League. Shut the fuck should, up, we, Tanner. We, we gotta do it. I don't know if anyone else has done it, so we gotta we gotta trademark that. 
Uh, I ripped that off from Reddit. Everyone has done that. It is not an original oh. joke. Jo- Justice oh, League is so pervasive. It's in the Wikipedia article for the Snyder Cut. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, well, shit, we got to trademark that shit right now. We're about to make so much fucking money. Ooh, we should trademark the word react, too. Let me call my lawyer. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Benny, fine. Uh, shut the fuck up. Austin, I'll, I'll go to you next. You're... From what I, I've heard, you watched this this morning. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yes, Joe, got to watch it this morning. Hadn't seen the 2017 Justice League, which I count as a major win. It seems like Zack Snyder made kind of some weird monkey's paw agreement because all of the superhero movies are better when they come out on DVD as director's cuts. I wonder what <laughs> happened to this guy. You know, uh, Watchmen, director's cut, way better. Batman versus Superman. The only cut I've seen is the director's cut. Same with Justice League. And I gotta say, first half of this movie, I was feeling the magic. I was like, Snyder's back. Everything's amazing. In fact, I missed his style. I missed the way his movies looked. It was magical. And then as it got closer to the end, I felt a little bit of like, there's a little sleepiness from some amount of monotony. That's not to say it didn't look amazing the whole time, though. And as a whole, this is one very unique superhero movie. I had a yeah. good time. It is unique. This is the first um, movie of his in a while that I've, like... Well, this is the first movie of his in a while I've liked uh, for stars. And also, it's the first movie of his like that I thought looked good. Like Everyone's like, oh, he's the guy who makes the cool-looking movies, even if they're not very good. Uh, Batman vs. Superman had its moments of, like, looking good, but, I don't know, like, it went back and forth between, like, I thought it looked nice and, um, just, like, looking like a big, muddled, dark-colored mess of a movie. And then same, uh, same sort of deal with Man of Steel, uh, to a lesser extent. Oh, I I thought Man of Steel looked worse. It, the color grade was just so bland to me. Man of Steel looks awful. There are, I think it has, um, it goes back and forth between looking like a, a, a blah, muddle mess, but I think there are, um, moments like, I think there are, it has its, uh, a grand I haven't seen it in forever. And also it's not, it's, it is, it is by far not the sort of movie I feel like defending, so you're not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play defense for that, for that thing, but, um. What, what did he make? Before, what did he make before Man of Steel? Was it Sucker Punch? The the Owl movie came out before Sucker Punch. Well, the Owl movie was the last movie. It was his last, like I'd say, decent good movie, and also his last like good looking movie. Like, cause I like um, I haven't seen his Dawn of the Dead uh, remake, but I did. Yeah, I'd say like three hundred. Uh, I like the way three hundred looks, and I like it as a movie. I like Watchmen as a movie. Controversially, very controversial opinion. Uh, well, actually, no, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, maybe we'll get into that more later. Yeah. But I like the way it looks. It's fucking um, dumb. Basically, what I'm trying to say is this is the first movie of his I liked in a long time. It's the first movie of his I, I liked looking at in a long time. I just want to say, building off of what you said, I will defend the color grading of this movie, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say I think we're all in the same boat of not going in expecting much and definitely at the very least coming out with a better movie than the 2017 movie um yeah i i came up with the perfect um analogy yesterday just uh thinking about it what i was expecting was this to be like the Zack snyder equivalent of tenet where it's just over the top all of his 
trademarks just going way too fucking far into some mishmash of nonsense. But it was actually much more contained than I was expecting. And, like, it just turns out he wanted to make a superhero story. I kind of expected it to just be, like, Snyder to the nth degree, but, like, it was a pretty well-contained superhero story, a very long superhero story. But he was trying to tell all the points that he wanted to tell. I think it could have stood to be not quite as long but he there was there was a lot there that got cut that made it just like just this movie that was nothing and like now and now we have all this good pretty decent like i won't say it's a perfect movie no it's not it's 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 solid it is snyder through and through But yeah, I mean, it was much more enjoyable than I anticipated. And I had this weird whiplash afterwards because then the next morning, my brother brings over his four-year-old daughter and his one-year-old son. And like they're they're coming over and they're watching the Lego Flash movie. So I'm just going right from R-rated Justice League to little kid Lego Flash. Like it's so weird to see how that how those characters range from the little kid stuff to the adult stuff. It's like mm-hmm. Gundam, but in America. So. Uh, to tie it back in with that story, I uh, mentioned I'm not sure how much of my enjoyment is like genuine. Like this is this movie is good. How much of it is like I just had such no, no standards that like I'm out like anything would have like anything like halfway decent would have been good. I did like it. I'm just not um you know I'm just not sure to what degree yet. Currently, I um. I will say, like, my biggest takeaway is that it really felt like he learned, like, from from his previous attempts at um at these characters. Like, like it, he it took him three tries, but he finally made, in my in my opinion, it took him three tries to finally make a decent superhero movie. I I, I will say this. Well, it took him four tries, if you ask me, because um, Watchmen. But uh, that's yeah. also not really a superhero movie. That's a yeah. That's a I didn't different... include that because it's um. It's you weird. Know, it's, it's different. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I remember walking out of the 2017 Justice League thinking um, that, uh, wow, Joss Whedon actually understands Superman and made him Superman. And then I watched <laughs> the Snyder Cut and I'm like, oh, no, Zack seems to get Superman now. I And I was talking about this with Joe before we watched the movie, how what if Snyder did understand Superman all along? He just wanted to build up to that. Yeah, I, I remember this conversation. And we are Boo Boo the Fool. We are Boo Boo the Fool. We don't <laughs> we, understand his vision. We, yeah, we are. We are Boba the Clown. Uh, in hindsight, I'm kidding. I'm. I. 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 I do think. I do think it's possible that Snyder wanted to build up to this version of Superman. I still think he started him off a little too dark and dreary. Uh, you can't fucking justify John Kent being like, "Don't save humans." What was I supposed to do? Just let him die? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Though there is a bit of... uh, What what was I supposed to do? Just let him die? Yes. 
there is a lot of daddy Superman, the daddies of Superman action in this movie. Fly, son. It's time. Was one of my fa- my favorite scene in the movie. Um, I, I've had a very interesting kind of like relationship leading up to this movie because um, at first I just thought it was silly that they were releasing this thing to begin with when it was announced. Like, oh god, the uh, the Twitter fanboys finally got what they want, and like they, they've raged about it for I want to say since 2018. Like, has it has it been going on for that long? This release the Snyder Cut shit. I definitely recall hearing about it in 2018. It's been going on since it came out. It's been going on since at least November of 2017. I remember within the first week of Justice League coming out, I remember seeing release the Snyder Cut trending at least once in 2017. Okay. So so this has been going on for a while. And then when they announced it back in, wasn't it like April or something like that? It was was March of last year. Okay, so it was, like, maybe about a year ago that this thing was announced. And it's like, you just kind of roll your eyes at it because you're like, uh, the WB's letting the, uh, they're the fanboys They're desperate win. for content. So they're, they're desperate. They just want to make their streaming platform a success uh, with HBO Max. It's not going to be good. COVID be damned. We're making this fucking movie. But uh, Snyder's going to get to release his vision. It's probably not going to be good, but whatever. And then just kind of, like, as, like, more news, like, began to come out about it, it's like he's reshooting. Um, how much did he reshoot for this movie? Uh, um, nothing. He didn't reshoot anything. The only new footage is the final nightmare sequence. Okay. And what happens right after it. All the new footage is at the very end of the movie. Okay. I, I, I wanted to confirm that because I, I, if I remember correctly... It it wasn't like reshoots. He just added that whole thing. Though so there um, were two thousand new visual effects shots done for this. Yeah, there was a lot of VFX work done to finish this cut. <laughs> Austin's reaction killed me. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Austin. He did them. He did each and every of those visual effects shots. <laughs> Thank you, America. Good job, Austin. He did a good. He did a good job. At least the Austin cut. There's one effect I noticed um, that I had to look up to confirm. That was I'm very excited to get into when we get into that. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, and then it's like the news about um him shooting all the nightmare stuff. Uh, Jared Leto as the Joker was gonna come back, and I was like that had me really worried. It was just like, oh god, they're bringing him back, really. Oh, God, Amber Heard's coming back even. Oh, God. Um, and I just thought this whole thing was going to be just like this miserable nightmare. Then the uh, the DC fandom trailer released with the Hallelujah music playing in the background. And I'm just like, this This is just going to be a meme, isn't it? This is just going <laughs> to... It's going to be Snyder just going... <laughs> Pretty much. Which it kind of is, yeah. but I still like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like I like Zaddy Snyder schlong. And then by that point, my God, Tanner. Um, <laughs> and by that point, um, it, it just became a thing of just like more content, uh, more uh, new footage would be released and whatnot in like little teasers to the point where I really thought it was going to be a meme and Jared Leto's saying we live in a society. We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? 
Batman. But then I kind of did this thing. Um, I did this thing uh, at the beginning of the year, um, and this will kind of pivot into the next topic a little bit. Um, I did this thing where in January, I was like, okay, well, the Snyder Cut's coming out, and I kind of want to be prepared for it. Um, and I've done this before with, like, other directors um, that I've, I've not been a fan of, and I found that doing this, oh, hey, I was wrong about them. I, I've given them a second chance. Okay, they're actually good directors. I wanted to try that with Zack Snyder. So I had, like, this whole entire month where I revisited, like, every single Snyder-directed movie um, from Dawn of the Dead to Batman v Superman, skipped out on the... Uh, straight-to-video Michael Jordan thing that he directed in the 90s. Um, coward! Thing. You coward! <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, I kind of want to go back and watch. Fake fan. Fake! <laughs> you fake! Suck on these. Anyway, phony. yeah. Um, big, fat phony. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, I went back, rewatched all of his movies. Can't say that... Um, I can't exactly say that he's like one of my favorite directors now, but I feel like I understand him a little bit more as a director. Unfortunately, none of his movies up until the Snyder cut, none of them have gone over like a three and a half uh, star rating for me on like letterboxd. Like the, the best that his movies get is pretty good. And then the worst of his movies is like half a star. And that's man of steel. I think man of steel is garbage. I disagree. And one thing that I kind of found out um, while doing this rewatch is Snyder doesn't really seem to care that much about story, but um, when it comes to the visuals, sure, they're kind of shallow, sometimes empty, don't really mean anything to what's going on in the story, but goddamn, do they look good. And I kind of appreciated him a little bit more on that level, which kind of had me excited because, sure... Most of his movies range from okay to terrible, but dude's got a vision and he stuck to it, which kind of got me a little bit excited for the Snyder Cut. And now that I've seen it, goddamn, did he not hold back? And in my opinion, it actually worked. <laughs> like, it, this yeah. is the first four star, like, rated movie I've given Zack Snyder. This is <laughs> my probably my favorite Zack Snyder movie. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And to quote Jeff Goldblum, like, once the credits, like, finished, I, like, when they finished, I sat through the whole credits even. I just kind of whispered to myself, you did it. Crazy son Son of a bitch, bitch, you did it. (laughs) You did it. You crazy son of a bitch, you did it. Um, And that kind of, I I talked about it a little bit, um, and that kind of leads me into uh, my next little pivot. Um, Zack Snyder, the director. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our thoughts on not only him, but just kind of the shit that he had to go through to get this movie made. Um, but let, let us put a disclaimer out because there are some very like vocally aggressive people out there on the internet called Snyder bros. Um, let let us put a little bit of a, a disclaimer. We're not talking about him as a person. We are talking about him as a director and just how he makes movies. Yeah, as a person, I, I fucking hate him and I hope he dies. 
I'm God damn it, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He's actually a really cool guy. Yeah, no, because, um, yeah, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, too, um, but... Yeah, no, the dude seems like a really wonderful guy. He does a lot of awesome charity works. Just he loves his fans. He loves what he does. Plus, he also went through a bit of a tragedy trying to get Justice League made. Um, and that that sucks. And I, I, I give him my sympathies. I think we all do. Um, we're, we're not attacking his character if we give him any critiques. We're, we're, we're just critiquing. It's just... Friendly, constructive criticism. Please, Snyder Bros, do not kill us. Um, who wants to talk about their thoughts on Zack Snyder? I will. <laughs> uh, because I'm probably the biggest, I, uh, other than his Watchmen, I'm probably the biggest Snyder defender out of the five of us, maybe? Um, um, I might rival you a bit, because I've kind of really grown to defend this guy. I, 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 I as a filmmaker, I like Man of Steel. I actually like Man of Steel. Um, only If only because it captures an aspect of Superman's character that the Reeves movies never really did uh, that I always found really interesting which is the sort of <sighs> Superman more as a symbol than as a man um, which I find interesting. I do think the movie falters in a lot of places like the entire third act being a fight scene where the camera's 500 fucking feet away and it's two CGI dots punching each other. Um, but the first two acts I enjoy, um, again, with flaws. Pa Kent being like, no, let me die in this tornado. Which fucking, <laughs> it, it completely misses the point of why Pa Kent dies. The reason what, what Pa Kent a- dies of a heart attack is because Superman could have done nothing to stop it. What a waste of Kevin Costner, too, because that's just perfect casting right there. Yeah, but hey, every scene he's been yeah. in, he's, he's, he keeps being in these movies. He recorded new dialogue for this movie, too. <laughs> that, man, that man was born to just, like, film things in a cornfield. <laughs> that man was. was. That, man, that man was born to be my father. Please, please adopt me. My dad's a piece of shit. No, adopt me. My dad's cool, so I deserve two. That's how it works. Um... That's that's interesting logic. I will say though, Watchmen is my favorite book ever. It is not my favorite mm-hmm. comic book. It's not my favorite graphic novel. No, it is my favorite book. Period. Uh, full disclosure: I rewatched uh, the Ultimate Edition of Watchmen last night before I went to bed. Oh wow! Uh, because I was like, did I miss something? I'm coming around on his Watchmen now, too. So... Yes! Frederick oh, immediately yes. shot his arms off. Frederick immediately shot his arms off. Uh, I, I still think he misses the point of Rorschach, which is really problematic. Yes, that, that is a problem still. Yes, hard, hard agree, hard agree. Yeah. There is a lot of stuff he does well. Uh, I, I still don't like that the squid's gone. <laughs> I, I don't like that he fucked up Rorschach. But, you know, there's a lot of... There's stuff to like in his Watchmen. Uh, I, I still don't think I'd call it good. But if anything, it, I think it might have been my first time watching the Ultimate Edition. I think before I had only watched the director's cut, which made me realize, does Zack Snyder just need to make movies that are at minimum three and a half hours long? That's what I thought after watching, when I saw the director's cut of Batman v Superman, which I didn't really like. That version's so much better! <laughs> yeah, but it's like, is he just incapable of doing and then this uh watching this just solidify that he just has like no he just cannot he can't think small 
Yeah. Here, I'll I'll actually go um, on a, a little bit of a defense on that. Um, Zack Snyder can do small, because um, I've watched both the director's cut and the um, just theatrical cut of Dawn of the Dead. Bo- both are actually very solid cuts. That doesn't count. James um, Gunn wrote that. that. That's honestly the problem with that movie. It does not feel that much like a Snyder film. It feels more like a gun movie. Remember when you came to me convinced James Gunn secretly directed that? Yeah, I was like, there's there's no way. There's just no way. I was just like, gun style just bleeds through his scripts. I mean... Yeah, that that that's the biggest problem is that it doesn't feel like a Snyder movie. Um, it, it feels like James Gunn might have t- taken over directing. Um, but yeah, no, um, he he can do small. It's he just usually doesn't want to, um, and his ideas are just far too big. Yeah, I agree. This is why we should give him the Lawrence of Arabia remake. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I I agree and say a hard yes to letting Zack Snyder make. Three hour, three and a half hour, fucking four hours now. <laughs> let him, let him make it as long as he wants. Just yes, let him just, do it straight to streaming, so you can pause it and stuff. Let him make yeah. it as long as he wants. Let, let, just let him make a movie that's eight hours long. Um, just let him do whatever the fuck he wants, because clearly that's been working for. Him. Redirect Empire. He should do the Empire remake. Yeah, <laughs> you should remake the Warhol film. That TV show? No, the the Warhol movie, the one that's just a static shot of the Empire State Building. Okay, oh, uh, Snyder's yeah. version will be forty eight hours long because every time something goes on screen, he'll do his slow motion thing. <laughs> uh, ha- and it has like a Hans Zimmer score or a Junkie XL score. Oh uh, yeah, Junkie XL. Where every time Wonder Woman does anything, you just hear. Amazonian chanting every time. <laughs> Maybe Austin is. I think I might be the only person here who was old enough to go to Watchmen in the theater when it came out. Opening night. Yeah. Okay. So, so two of us. Uh, yeah. The theatrical cut was much worse than the ultimate and director's cut. Um, two two and a half hours. There's just so much that got skipped. Um, and like I. I my my controversial opinion is that that's my favorite Snyder movie, which um, it, it's it's heavily debated. It it, it evidently, um, which I, I hadn't read the comic before watching the movie, so it was something that caused me to go to the comic. And I will agree that the comic is better, but I do enjoy the movie quite a bit. Um. The game is dog shit trash. Oh, God. The (laughs) game is so bad. So bad. I bought the game as the PS4, or not PS, PS3 thing that, like, came with the disc and also the director's (laughs) cut of the movie. I mainly just wanted the director's cut of the movie. So, like, I'll I'll play this game. It's fucking awful. It's, (laughs) It's awful. But I still have the poster for it. Um, But, yeah, I would... I would say that's my favorite of his, and uh, Dawn of the Dead's pretty solid. Um, the Owl movie is cool. Batman v Superman. I definitely agree that the director's cut is stronger. I think I might say my second favorite Snyder movie is either Dawn of the Dead. Oh wait, shit! Three hundred. Three hundred's awesome too. 
Uh, second favorite is probably a tie between Dawn of the Dead, 300, and Snyder Cut. Because those, those are all real solid movies. Snyder can potentially do um, a very solid two-and-a-half-hour movie. He just needs to know what to cut out. I think that's one of his biggest problems. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, yes, like, some of the stuff that he cuts out is, like, very crucial to the plot. And it, it it's such a detriment to the movie. Is it him cutting it, though, or is it the studio? Good question. It's probably the studio. I'm very, I'm very sure if Snyder had it his way, the ultimate edition would have been the theatrical cut. Probably. In the case of Justice League in particular, it was the, I think, former CEO of uh, Warner uh, before the merger with AT&T who issued a mandate that Justice League had to be two hours long. And that's how that got compressed. Um, no matter what you do to Zack Snyder, he is a white guy from Green Bay. They are a confrontational <laughs> people. Zack Snyder is the kind of guy where in the 2008 Watchmen movie, when Adrian Vadit has his little secret computer opened up, there are six folders and one of them just says boys. Okay. <laughs> I saw, I saw a tweet about this recently. This in this movie, there is a shot where there is a sesame seed flying in super slow motion at the camera to illustrate a point. Yeah, it ruled. Earlier in my life when I, I prided, you know, aesthetics to the degree that like a Michael Bay fan would, I saw Zack Snyder as a complete trailblazer. 300, there was no movie that looked like 300 before 300 got made. And uh, Watchmen, uh, you know, thanks to that Time article about the 500 greatest American books and putting Watchmen up there, a lot of people are of the opinion that Watchmen isn't just a good graphic novel, it's a good novel, just like what Tanner said. And I was one of those people. Watchmen was my Bible in high school. And I went to see that in the theaters, and just like Tim, it's my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Because most of the time, my biggest two problems with his movies are that they're not written by someone as good as Alan Moore. He's not adapting something as good as Watchmen. And probably to agree with you guys, he doesn't have his Thelma Shoemaker yet. There's this thing that constantly gets uh, like brought up in, in sort of literary circles. Have you ever heard of the author Jonathan Franzen? Uh, he wrote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he wrote uh, like freedom and those, those massive books. Uh, there's a lot of criticism and heat that white guys get because for like the last like century, we have been allowed to make these sprawling epic movies of four hour length that write these massive thousand, two thousand page books like the white guy epic was a thing. And we're sort of moving past ages where people will like, you know, know exactly what to do with that or even have an appetite for it. So I think the balance for somebody like Zack Snyder, who harkens back to those crazy old white guys who made stuff like Apocalypse Now or Dr. Zhivago, is that you might just need a good editor to come in and meet, make him what Martin Scorsese is now. He doesn't necessarily have to make four-hour movies, but maybe we could just let him settle to make great three-hour movies because I think he's almost there. This is almost there, but we could improve the formula still by cutting out the stuff that's not perfectly needed you know yeah that scene with the sesame seed you mentioned you could cut that from the movie entirely <laughs> and it would change nothing 
I think there's a lot of stuff that you could cut. It's honestly one of the weirder parts. What was up with the hot dog? I like the scene, though. I like the scene. It just didn't add anything. Why don't, why don't we actually talk about that? Let's actually, you know what? We can kind of merge these two topics here together. Because um, I had, like, after Zack Snyder, let's talk about how the, the cut came to be. Uh, then followed by the actual movie itself. Let, let's just merge the two. Uh, let, let's talk about the, the movie itself and issues we had with it, what we liked. Um, we, we, we don't really need to go into a plot synopsis because it's honestly just... Bet. <laughs> it, it, it's It's basically the same like kind of plot as the weed and cut. It's the same plot, but way better. But way, way better more fleshed out um less racism less sexism less cringe humor <laughs> the biggest difference plot wise is that uh steppenwolf is actually working for dark side which is just something that's not there at all in the witten cut yes that that's the that's arguably like one of the biggest changes is that in the original movie steppenwolf steppenwolf's just like haha i'm gonna destroy the earth steppenwolf is just there it's like he has no motivation uh like no character even he's just which bland bland generic villain um yeah austin austin you didn't you didn't see the original so let me i don't think we're we're, i don't (laughs) think we're properly explaining Uh, austin is just like in complete amazement about us Austin can't comprehend how how what we're describing was ever cut from the movie. So yeah, no, um, Austin. Uh, so Darkseid was not in the Whedon cut. Um, Steppenwolf did not look like he did in the Snyder cut. He looked like um, a very like generic CGI monster that you would see in like a Lord of the Rings movie from like twenty years ago. And he like he actually has motivation in the Snyder cut compared to the Whedon cut where. It's like he's trying to get back into the good graces of Darkseid and terraform the Earth in the Snyder Cut versus uh-huh. he just wants to terraform Earth cuz in uh, the Whedon Cut. There, there's literally no motivation for Steppenwolf. Or how about uh, the fact that the Joss Whedon Cut, 85% of Cyborg scenes are gone. Before we move on to that, I want uh, my two cents on Steppenwolf. Yeah, it is. It's like the most car- in the Whedon Cut. It's like the most cartoonishly like one-dimensional villain for like a probably like a film this size in this day and age i will say he's still one of the weaker parts of the movie in my opinion uh, in this cut because i don't know if this is a major disagreement i will say so sorry with the, his design it's definitely better but like i don't know, it went from being generic uh like orc ripoff to like if i don't know, like his his armor it's more um it's more unique looking it's more memorable but it i don't know, it, it just reminded it was so like busy busy looking and uh pointy that remind me of a uh of a decepticon from the from the michael bay transformers yeah it's a bay former it's a bay former i i I was gonna say uh like a todd mcfarlane drawing or some shit because like there's just (laughs) far there's so much shit going on in it that it's just like ugly to look at but honestly i think it's better than i i think it's better than a todd mcfarlane drawing but that's just me but and then also as far as his character goes like he has he has enough character where he's a he's a competent villain. He he works fine enough for the story. Um, he he's he's good enough. I I wouldn't say he's anything special to be honest. Like he he gets the job done. I I would argue he is very special because here's the thing: out of all the superhero movies I have seen, Steppenwolf is probably the most relatable 
I have ever seen in the superhero movie because he's a fucking pathetic loser like me. <laughs> Venom. <laughs> On Apocalypse, I'm kind um. of a loser like you. <laughs> He's a fucking loser, though. He's just like, oh, Daddy Darkseid, please let me come home, Daddy Darkseid. Please, I'm so sorry. Speaking of Darkseid, um, something... So, everyone's like, oh, Steppenwolf, he's not just a boring guy. He's not He's not just Mr. Want, I want to take over the world guy anymore. He has a motivation. Uh, they just, uh, they push that over to Darkseid. Now, he's just the, I want to take over the world guy, big gray villain. I will say... I don't know, like, they take, like, the, the aspects of Darkseid I think are the least interesting, and they, they bring that here, but don't bring any of the, like, really weird, interesting stuff that I like about the character, so that was a letdown. I understand why they didn't, like, but yeah, I don't know. I can kind of forgive uh, Darkseid not having that much dimension in this, because he's honestly just kind yeah. of a background character, uh, but That's yeah, true. I can agree That's that the, they yeah. could have done a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I'm going into it under the idea that he wanted to make more. I'm hoping he, they let him make more after this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they give him this trilogy and, it, and through that flesh out Darkseid more. Because, like, he's the big bad. He's not the guy you throw in the first movie as your mm-hmm. villain that you're fighting. He's your Thanos. He's the guy that you build up. It's like if fucking Avengers from 2012 had Thanos. <laughs> Imagine, and, and the snap happened halfway through that movie. I, right. I was going to compare it to if you uh, did the Death of Superman comic in your second Superman movie, perhaps. Oh, wait. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. He did do that. And then also do Batman v Superman in the same movie. God. Snyder overstuffs his movies, but I, I kind of appreciate that now. Yeah. So let's uh, let, let's move on to the other character that uh, got so much more screen time than in the Whedon cut and actually became a character. He's the main character. Motherfucking cyborg. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about him. He's he's the main character. Booyah! The heart of the movie. And my God, Ray Fisher is a fucking star. Yeah, no. Holy shit, he is so good as Cyborg. He he is really good in this. Um, You mentioned that he is the heart of the movie. I remember, like, reports... That's a quote from Snyder. That is a direct quote from Snyder. I even remember, like, reports, like, from when the, the Whedon cut was going to come out in that, like, November of 2017. And somebody had said that, like, Cyborg is going to be the heart of the movie. And then when the Whedon cut came out, I thought it was such a fucking joke. And now that we have the Snyder cut, yeah, no, they they were not fucking around. Uh, Zack Snyder, uh, Cyborg is the heart of the movie in his version of this. I want to say like I'm I um I I am getting the vibe that like I I do like the movie, but I probably do like it um overall less than you guys. Like I gave it a six out of ten on Letterbox. Like I enjoy it. Uh, I'm not in love with. It. I'd say I enjoy it about. Um, it has uh, di- bigger strengths, bigger uh, and bigger weaknesses than um. It's not. Uh, I would say I as I liked it as about as much as the average MCU movie. But um, but um, when I'm when I'm going I'm going somewhere with this. Um, but everything with Cyborg, I uh, I did like significantly more. I would say. so that's where I'm. That's what I wanted to try mm-hmm. and say, but then I took yeah a lot longer to say. Like Zack Snyder, 
Um, yeah, and then I, th- yeah. I think um, Ray Fisher, he did an interesting job with the performance because, like, it's not an easy role to play, like, like where this is, uh, like, where he had to try and balance, like, being human but also being, like, this sort of computer person, um, to put it kind of bluntly. I thought he did an admirable job trying to balance those things out. Also, his design, I didn't like it at first, um, but I, I don't know, it's sort of grew on me with, like, how, like, unnatural it looks like he just like looks like when he takes his jacket off he just looks so skinny like it's just which is yeah just it looks creepy and like in a good way he looks really alien which makes sense considering he's made from alien parts yeah one problem with a lot of the cgi design stuff in this movie is that the easiest cgi to do is just to put metal all over the place if you put clothing over it, or if you do something more organic looking, that's significantly harder to do, and it sells it better. I like the scenes where mm-hmm. Cyborg had the zipper on, because that looked very annoying to do. The little red glow coming out of the zipper. But there are a lot of characters in this movie who are just massive metal monsters, and that looks very boring, and is not that hard to do. So I wish that they had made design choices where they had gone for you know, little higher goals than just having metal monsters all over the movie sometimes. Not okay. to speak of the parademons, but specifically uh, Steppenwolf and Cyborg. I want to say one thing about the parademons. I, I noticed this very well in the movie. I couldn't stop thinking about it. They look like very, very edgy um, flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the uh, the Red Letter Media commentary for uh, the the weed and cut when they did that when mm-hmm. the dvd came out they compared it to uh to zombie kitty who's like this guy that goes around and does like conventions and stuff it looks like mm-hmm. that guy but it's like now, now that i look at it yeah no um i i cannot unsee it that the, the parademons look like zombie kitty <laughs> they do look like the flying monkeys <laughs> that's gold Austin, what did you think about Cyborg? I I thought I, I it's hard to imagine a cut of this without all the Cyborg stuff in it because all the Cyborg stuff was pretty great. Um, well, it happens. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, He's like the main sex. character. They cut out the main character basically. Yeah. They they cut out the guy with that much emotional stuff going on and the villain's motivation. You four are pulling my leg. This would never be released in theaters. No, you and it like, was. Just go on to HBO Match Max and watch the Weed and Cut, and it, it's basically like watching. No, don't tell him to do that. No, because I want him to know just how bad no. the Weed and Cut is. No, I'm a good person, Austin. Do not watch the Weed and Cut. We should no, 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 no. Here's the thing: we should do like a react stream where we just. Uh, just the camera's on Austin. We see his reaction, like how different it is. <laughs> the entire time he's just like, <laughs> just the entire time he's like, where's the weird, where's the weird village people singing? Wait, village people? Oh, yeah. I didn't mean it like that. All of the village people. Oh my god, <laughs> YMCA. There's supposed to be a Cigaros concert at this part of the movie. Where'd Cigaros go? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. When the when the fucking Swedish Icelandic village people started singing, his Aquaman went into the ocean. I was worried. <laughs> I I was a little bit too. Not gonna lie. What did Cigaros well, show thing, up? It, it, it went on long enough to go from weird to kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It was it was such a weird moment that I don't know, I appreciate it for weirdness. 
Speaking of things that went on a little bit longer and things versus uh, the Whedon cut, uh, let's talk about the, like, how this movie opens compared to the Whedon cut. Um, So, (laughs) so get get ready for this, Austin. (laughs) Um, So the Whedon cut um, starts off with just nothing but reshoots of Joss Whedon footage. Um, And it it starts off with uh, cell phone footage where Henry Cavill has the CGI upper lip that has become legend by this point. Um, Oh, the phone footage. Because they were trying to ape Spider-Man Far From Home. Which came out, which came out, well, Homecoming, um, oh, which came you. out, came out that year. God. Yeah. It came out literally like a couple months ago and they shot it over the summer of that year. Um, and yeah. And the reason why he had the mustache was because Henry Cavill was also right around the same time shooting Mission Impossible Fallout and he couldn't shave the mustache for it. Um, <laughs> and then it cuts to um, after that a whole sequence with Batman on a rooftop fighting a parademon and somehow Batman knows about the mother boxes because a parademon explodes on a wall and reveals three boxes. It makes no fucking sense. Like it's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. The, the 10 minute, the 10 minute sequence where Gal Gadot plays a video game cutscene is not in the weeding cut. Oh, and let's not forget the, uh, the title sequence of, uh, of the the dumb fucking montage, which I thought was the most Snyder yeah. thing in the original movie, but was all Whedon. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, th- it feels like the most Snyder thing in that whole film, having a Leonard Cohen cover play over like the opening credits. I genuinely thought that this was a Zack Snyder thing, and then it's not in the Snyder cut. It's Whedon trying to be Snyder. Yeah, which maybe that's why it's like. Maybe maybe that's why it's terrible. That, that, that's oh, I hate that fucking montage. That stupid fucking thing where he like kicks the orange. <laughs> the the, uh, the the racist skinhead orange kicking. <laughs> and then the uh, homeless person with the sign that says "I tried." <laughs> Rorschach, the end is nigh. There, there's a newspaper article or it's just showing like our oh, heroes God. that are fallen. He's right next to fucking Prince who had just died. Oh like, yeah, you, uh, yeah. It's like Superman, Prince. Here, here, here's the weirdest thing about that whole thing. So it's a newspaper of um, Superman, Prince, and David Bowie, and there's a Leonard Cohen song playing. And Leonard Cohen died. I want to say like maybe a couple weeks before the movie came out. Um, and the headline yeah. on the newspaper is, "Did they all go back to their home planet?" And I'm just like, "Fuck you, movie." <laughs> <laughs> also like throwing David Bowie in there when he died well over a year ago. I, I hated that more than any other part in the movie. It, it, it's it's arguably one of the worst shots of that entire film. It's uh, it, and it might arguably not be the worst thing we didn't did to that movie. <laughs> the worst thing we didn't did to that movie was ruin the color grading. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we'll talk about that here in a sec. Let, let's compare it to, how the Snyder cut opens. So it it picks up like right in the middle of um, Batman V Superman's climax. Like doomsday has killed Superman. Um, And it, it starts off in like this absolutely fucking gorgeous, like slow motion shot. Um, Can can we all agree that 
that whole opening sequence looked fucking amazing. It was pretty sweet. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, it looked great. I I thought the super scream was funny, though. What's up? I just thought the Superman scream echoing throughout the world was funny. <laughs> it is yeah. funny, and then, but that also <laughs> leads into the plot of the movie. Because um, it's like, it, it's heard all throughout Earth. Um, Luther mm-hmm. fucking hears it as he's seeing, like, I, I don't know if it's like... Okay, uh, hold on. I want to talk about that shot of Luther. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg is clearly not in the water. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, there is clearly some water layer put over his body. Yeah. He was not standing in water. <laughs> there, there also the, wasn't an authentic camera move. You could tell it was a 2D thing being manipulated in 3D space in a noob composition because his body didn't have, like, adjustments for parallax of, like, where the camera would have shifted position. It was yeah. really jarring. <laughs> oh, is that Can also say- why it looked really weird? I thought, it, I thought his shoulder looked broken. I thought it was a reshoot, <laughs> funnily enough. <laughs> uh, Superman lets out loud scream, goes... All over the world, um, Luther hears it as he's on his little weird pixely Skype call or watching some weird, like, recording of Steppenwolf in the, in the boxes. Goes to Themyscira, goes to Atlantis, and goes to Cyborg. Um, and that essentially just kind of awakens the mother boxes. So the, the plot has been better set up in... I want to say, like, isn't that like a whole like three to four minute sequence that that whole opening? It is, but it, it sets up the entire movie way better than the dumb fucking Parademon explodes and reveals a comic book thing does. And that takes like maybe 15 to 20 minutes that that whole Whedon thing like Zack Snyder set up the goddamn plot of the movie and like the stakes of it um, all within like three to four minutes and it made it look fucking gorgeous. I do want to clarify, Joss Whedon is a piece of shit, yes, but he was also hired explicitly to make it as little like Snyder's vision as possible. Which is stupid. I don't know. Clearly, Warner Brothers were idiots for that, but Warner Brothers hired Joss Whedon with the directive of make this as different as possible. Yeah, that's why they worked together on the movie until Snyder stepped down a couple months later, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I thought... Uh, that timeline didn't match up with what I heard. It's, I, yeah, I, re- um, I went through the whole Wikipedia article. They were working together on the movie, and then eventually Snyder was too overwhelmed with what what, what happened to his daughter and had to peace out. But th- after that point, Whedon, I, I guess he re- like added 80 pages to the script, so that narrative still could have endured in reality. It could have been like once Snyder was gone, Warner Brothers was like, now's our chance. <laughs> Let's get him! Oh, God. What, what other major changes can we uh talk about as far as like whedon versus snyder i mean there's some stuff in the climax but i don't want to get to that until we're talking about the third act the third act is just completely new yeah how about the russian family's gone (laughs) russian family that we oh um austin austin doesn't know what that is um austin in the whedon cut um for some fuck and i i guess it's to establish that um like, there's people at stake or whatever, but, like, throughout the whole movie, I want to say close to, like... It's a fucking Whedon thing he likes doing. The, the end of, like, the one-third mark of the movie, it just randomly cuts to, um, 
this random Russian family that's like in the vicinity of where um, Steppenwolf is going to terraform the earth and they have nothing to do with the plot, but we didn't like throughout the movie. We'll just cut back to them for absolutely no fucking reason. <laughs> and you look so horribly confused when you kept saying <laughs> Russian family. I thought it was an outfit like a syndicate or some kind of organization named Russian family, not a literal family. No, no. It's like an actual like mother, father, sister, brother, and even a fucking dog. To me, that sounds like a bad creative decision. What they replace it with is, oh, Flash is actually a cool superhero who can do cool superhero things. Oh, yeah, Austin, (laughs) that scene at the end where Flash makes time goes backwards, Mm -hmm. not in the weed and cut. Instead, he just saves the Russian family, but also he doesn't even fucking do that right because Superman has to help him. (laughs) Yeah, the whole weed and and cut was just, like, making Flash into this jokey character, which, like, this was around the time that the Flash CW show was really popular, and so that was the version of the Flash that people were more familiar with. Like, they were talking about how they were mad that that actor didn't get into the movie, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, they, they, they just decide, oh, the, uh, the Flash is going to be our jokey Marvel character. He's just going to be our little um, comic relief. Our useless sack of shit. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, like, the Flash is... The Flash is fucking cool. He can fucking run faster than the speed of light. Use that. Yeah, Flash is arguably more powerful than Superman. That's the fucking annoying thing. <laughs> okay, can I, Can I? since I, I don't know if this is your next point, Vennick, but can we talk about the overall arcing themes of what we didn't remove? Yes, go right ahead into it. The majority of the things that we didn't remove slash added were all related to cutting out people of color. Cyborg's role is significantly reduced. That Asian doctor that's later revealed to be the guy that becomes the Adam, uh, uh, that Chinese, yes. he's not even in the fucking weed and cut. Not- he's not in the movie at all. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of like black characters that were all related to Cyborg's backstory cut out of the movie. Yeah, there's a bunch of new shots added objectifying Wonder Woman. Yeah, there, um, <laughs> so uh, I'll go off on that um, of what Whedon put in. So, um, Whedon completely cut out Cyborg's mother. She is, like, not present in the, the Whedon cut. Um, for some fucking reason, Whedon had um, a joke that he had in Age of Ultron where... Um, it didn't work then either! Yeah, it didn't work in Age of Ultron where it's just, like, the Flash, like, rescues Wonder Woman and, like, just so happens to, in, like, their rescue pose, um, his face is in her boobs by accident. Yeah, he, he he does that in Age of Ultron too. Doesn't work there. Gal Gadot refused to do that shot. That's not Gal Gadot's body whose boobs he lands into. That's her stunt double. I I'm not surprised because that's that's her yeah. stunt double because Gal Gadot put her fucking foot down and said, "No, I'm not doing that." Good as she should, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if just the random out of nowhere ass shot that he had that she has in the movie. Yeah. That too. I would not be surprised if that's a stunt double too, because yeah, um, for some reason when uh, Barry and Bruce are getting off the plane before like the the first big action sequence with the team, there, there's just a random ass shot of fucking Wonder Woman standing outside the plane waiting them waiting for them to get off. It adds yeah. absolutely nothing to it, and it's fucking weird. 
all the things Whedon added were terrible besides that. Oh, but the look. fucking do you bleed callback? That was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid, but I, I laughed so hard in the theater. Or, or how about the fucking um Oh, let's oh. let's talk about just half of the Flash's fucking lines in the Whedon cut and how are just new bad lines. Yeah, um the in his intro to Batman when Batman goes to recruit him. Um, after the uh, I need friends line, he just randomly goes off on this thing about brunch. I believe enemies are coming. Stop right there. I'm in. People are d- difficult. They require a lot of focus. They uh, they have like a rhythm that I haven't quite been able to like brunch. Like, what is brunch? And it's like makes yeah. no uh, sense. Fringe attempt at humor, and it's very obviously like shoved into the edit like you can tell the difference between like uh what the lighting is different lighting is different his hair is like very obviously like freshly cut like you can tell that they like went into uh hair and makeup and they got his hair cut like the day of um it's horrible it is or (laughs) it's so bad but another thing about that scene is that there are so many things that are funny in the snyder cut that i just assumed were weed in but no, yeah. all the funniest bits of the original Justice League are still in this movie. For example, when like Batman says his superpower is I'm rich, that's, that's still there. That's and that's Snyder. actually funny. That's actually funny. Um, I, I would say my, my favorite little Batman quip um, at the end of the movie. It's like, how did you convince the bank to give me the house back? I bought the bank. That's Snyder. That that's totally Snyder. I thought that was yeah, all these things I thought were weed. And the only weed in line I liked, which was. So originally when Superman comes in, Austin, to explain this to you, when Superman comes in to save the day in the original third act battle, first off, he does all the work. Um, (laughs) The original Joss Whedon Justice League makes it seem like the rest of the league is pointless and didn't do anything. While on the Zack Snyder version, they very much need to work as a team. Yes. Um, Which was great. Not even the Avengers movies really nail that. Um, Is they need to work as a team. Well, the first one, that's what the first one The first one does that, but beyond that, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when he comes in, when he comes into the Joss Whedon version, it's after Steppenwolf says, you will see the truth or something like that. And Superman comes in and he says, apparently people don't like this line. I love it. I do it's too. A, I love it too. Superman comes in and he says, I'm a pretty big fan of truth, but I'm an even bigger fan of justice. And then he punches Steppenwolf in the face. And it's really cool. And the John Williams Superman theme plays in the background for like a couple of seconds. And it doesn't seconds. fit. And it doesn't fit. <laughs> they, they also do that with, uh, um, in the Whedon cut, they play the Batman 89 theme when they go to meet Commissioner Gordon. Because Danny Elfman's like, I made the only Batman theme. Batman has only had one theme. You made the worst Batman theme, my guy. TV show's better. Dark Knights, it's still a good theme. Don't get me wrong, but come yeah. the fuck on, man. <laughs> but in this version, you know, he comes in, he stops a fucking axe from going through, and he's like, and he just says, Not impressed. Not impressed. <laughs> I thought that was awesome, too. That is awesome. Yeah. Is it I, as awesome as, I'm not a big fan of truth, but I'm going to, you know, I don't know. I Superman's say, done um, better in this movie than in the Whedon cut. Yeah, so my funny technical thing I noticed was, um, there's a shot in the movie, I don't remember exactly where, I think it was near the end, where uh, Superman, like, he's kneeling on the ground, looking sad, and they literally used the shot from that shot in uh, Man of Steel where he collapses going, no, after he snaps Zod's neck. They literally used that shot 
and then just like put yeah yeah yo they used a they used a different yeah that is they just color corrected the suit <laughs> i don't mind it that I, that's not necessarily a criticism like it's, it it kind of worked it's not the first time they do that yeah it, it works fine i just um i don't bring it up as a negative it just i think it's funny more than anything but um uh, I'm going to be the, the the tractor here, and um, I'm not a big fan of Superman in this movie, to be honest. I think he was the weak the weak link in this. I didn't think it was awful. He definitely handles Superman better than he did in uh, uh, Batman v Superman or Man of Steel, in my opinion. But I don't know. I still think he was um, I don't know. It was kind of dull, in my opinion. Everything with him, uh, every that, that's fair. Oh yeah, and then also um, the only part. The movie, the part, one of the only scenes I um, straight up, like, really disliked was the scene with uh, Martha and, um, Martha and, um, I remember looking on her name. Lois. Lois. Yeah, where it's revealed that's not fucking Martha, that's the Martian Manhunter. Wait, no, it's one of the only two scenes I didn't like. Um, yeah, because I didn't like. Does the other one also have the Martian Manhunter? It was all for this, and I love Martian Manhunter, he's one of my favorite superheroes. But he just exists in this movie. He he serves no greater purpose other than um, sequel bait. Sequel bait that's never gonna fucking happen. We'll get into that. Um, we'll get more into that, I guess, once we get into the once we get into the end. Let's uh. So yeah, uh, continue with wherever yeah. we're at now. Okay. One last thing. One last thing I want to just say about the Snyder version versus the Whedon version. Whedon cut out what was probably my favorite scene in the movie which was Superman going back to his ship, looking at all the suits as all these different things said by both of his father's play. Uh, Hans Zimmer's amazing Superman theme starts to swell up and he takes his first flight again. And yeah, does it lead to him doing the gratuitous Jesus posing in front of the sun? Sure. But it's still really awesome. That was, that's the most thing that felt like that Superman. Also, I got my fucking black suit, but no mullet. Warner Brothers are cowards. <laughs> Coward! Give Superman a mullet. So I'll, I'll move on to the final topic, and this will kind of wrap up, wrap up the podcast here a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about, very specifically, the end credits of this and just kind of how I felt about it. Um, so in, in the compare, I'll even compare it to the Whedon cut. Uh, the weeding cut just ends on that shot of uh, Superman like ripping off the shirt, getting into the uh, Superman costume and flying away. And then it ends on uh, a hard rock cover of uh, the Beatles come together. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Um, And then the Lex Luthor tease happens Um, here. It ends. um, Tanner's audio mysteriously stopped recording. Warner Media declined to give Bomb Squad Productions the funds required to re-record. The missing audio was instead dubbed over by famous director Oss Whedon. The thing about I'm the shocked. Lex Luthor cut, I had not seen that until uh, Wednesday. All great superhero movies have a thingy at the <laughs> end. I, I had I had heard that there was a after credit scene, and then I I realized, oh yeah, I never actually watched that. And then I find out fucking Deathstroke is in that movie. 
I'm he like, is. What, what? 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 And he looks good. I could have sworn the uh, Lex Luthor suit that was a Whedon decision. I didn't like that. Definitely doesn't feel. Um, definitely didn't feel like what um a Snyder decision to me. Joss created the scene. The scene is proof of Joss Whedon's genius. Yeah, it is. True. Joss Whedon is a visionary who was trying to hint at something greater in the future. Which, oh yay, the Legion of Doom. Joss Whedon's talent is undeniable. It is. The 2017 movie is better. It really is. Joss Whedon deserved the Best Picture Oscar for his version of Justice League. <laughs> anyway, um, let's compare this to how... Um, we end uh, the Snyder Cut. It ends on uh, Cyborg listening to the message, the rest of the message that his father left behind. Then it cuts to what was originally the post credit sequence of the movie. Then the completely new nightmare sequence uh, that ends the movie uh, with, with, all right, I Amber Heard it. needs to it. shut the fuck up and not be it's... in it because she's fucking terrible in this. You think that's should... all that's bad? It's, it's... Um, I hate it. Because I was going to talk so... about um, Jared Leto. Let's <laughs> talk about him real quick. Um, that man could have been a great Joker if he had not been Jared Leto. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Do not blame Whedon for this. Blame somebody else. Goyer and Ayer. The, the dialogue in that sequence just reminded me of the worst aspects of Kingdom Hearts. Me? I'm already half Xehanort. That's nuts! <laughs> yep. I, it, it's... I like Kingdom Hearts, but the dialogue is woof. Yeah, yep. I, I will give yep. you that. It is pretty bad. And did you notice Ben Affleck was so skinny that you could see straight through him? Oh, yeah, because he, he's lost a ton of fucking weight. And his beard is tiny. <laughs> um, I mean, you can play then... it off as, oh, it's the future. You lose a lot of weight when you're running away from the bad guys. The truth is inescapable. Joss Whedon's film was superior in every way. <laughs> After the original cut ended. I donated all my money to charity and took a vow to be a better person. So so that's the difference between the ending footage of the Snyder Cut versus the Whedon Cut. Um, more specifically, I want to talk about my feelings on the credits. Um, so the movie like officially ends, the title card for Autumn appears, and then the credits play... Um, I don't remember the uh, singer's name, but it, it it is a cover of Hallelujah, and it's a very emotional one. Oh. Um, and it it basically just caps off this absolutely insane journey of Snyder trying to get this movie made. Um, absolutely loving tribute to uh, his uh, daughter. Uh, may she rest in peace. Um, and it, frankly, it made me a little sad. Um, cause I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I want to ask you guys. It's like, a after seeing this, do you guys want to see more of the Snyder Snyderverse? The Snyder cut is a horrendous abomination. His cinematic universe is bleak. Joss Whedon is clearly the superior filmmaker who made the superior superhero movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, nah. well, um, I, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm content. Like, um, I don't need to see any more. Um, I wouldn't be against seeing some more, but oh, do any of you know if this is right? like doing super like well, like streaming wise and all that? Oh, I'm not surprised if it's doing well. I, I 
This movie is shit. Okay. I, I assumed it was doing well. It's good to get a confirmation. It, it felt very bittersweet to me because it, it, it kind of felt like like this is the end of the Snyderverse. Snyder got to release his cut. And God damn it, it kind of made me sad. It's like, uh, well, he, 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 he had like all of this shit thrown his way. He finally was able to make the movie that he wanted. And now it's over. Um, <laughs> and he's just at, I, he's ending this on a loving tribute to his daughter. It, it it made me feel a little bittersweet. Um, if they if he, if they decide to continue with the Snyderverse because of how successful this is, awesome. But if, if they decide not to, honestly, they ended it as perfectly as they could. Yeah, I do hope that uh, he's given the chance to make more of these because I'd really like to see. Um, and go more into the dark side story and uh, take these characters further. I want to see a movie with Deathstroke uh, represent. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I would I would love to see uh, this uh, get brought back into uh, the forefront. Uh, if if it doesn't happen, oh well, I guess um, maybe we'll get some other. DC universe at some point maybe Warner Brothers will actually get their shit together because they've made some good ones uh, they have like the, the the Dark Knight trilogy is awesome uh, the Tim Burton Batman movies are great Shazam um, I, I, yeah Shazam's awesome uh, Birds of Prey is Birds really of good Birds of Prey is awesome yep. um, Wonder Woman's awesome <laughs> it, yeah for sure um and then, like the the new the Batman movie, uh, we we can't speak on it right now. The trailer looks real good. Yeah, I, well, I was going to ask Austin, do you have any thoughts on potentially continuing with the Snyderverse or not before we wrap it up? I hope so, but I have some I have some demands. Make it R rated from the start next time. Apparently, his gimmick is that he's trying to do mythology where the superheroes represent gods. And uh, including if he's continuing to work with Warner Bros, because back in the day when they were competing with the, you know, MGM back at the start of the studio, Warner Bros buttered its bread by making darker movies than the other big studios. So fill that vacuum. Make the R-rated massive budget superhero movies, because in this movie, I was super excited every time I saw stuff where somebody got their hand cut off, somebody's blood got pulled out of their skull, characters said the F word. I wouldn't mind seeing these wickedly popular superheroes in an actual R-rated plot that wasn't just R-rated sometimes. I want the whole movie R-rated. And uh, yeah, so that would be giving more control to Zack Snyder while in tandem giving a little bit less control, uh, maybe having someone who's a little bit more experienced working on the screenplay along with Snyder and maybe having somebody in the editing room who could just rein Snyder in like... Joss Whedon would be great for this. I want to see more of the Snyderverse. I want to see him finish his trilogy. If I don't, I feel content. I think this ending works, but I would love to see more. But if I don't get more, that's okay. Uh, All right. Well, uh, let's end it. Uh, Final, like one to two sentence uh, wrap up of our feelings on the Snyder cut. Uh, We'll start with Austin. Go. None of y'all motherfuckers ever better wince if I ask us to watch A Brighter Summer's Day or Fanny and Alexander or any of the goddamn 12-hour movies I try to get my friends to watch and they say, no, art movies, four hours long, too much. 
Fuck you, okay? This revealed <laughs> this revealed your true selves. You will watch a four-hour movie under the right conditions. So yeah, I'm glad that's always pre- willing to watch a movie that I'm long. So alive, but like, okay. I'm happy that that precedent was established. I also think this was kind of like forcing superhero people to be exposed to a more artful superhero movie because I think Snyder has failed at doing that in the past and sort of succeeded with this try to make a more art house superhero movie. So I, I think this is a win for people like me. Although it's like, I'm like Rain, I'm like 50-50. I think that the movie was like really great until, you know, all the action started and then I wanted to fall asleep. So it's not going to be on my top 10 end of the year lists. It is cool what kind of precedent this set. I'm happy now that whenever a bad superhero movie is released, people on Twitter can just say that the director didn't have more creative control uh, instead of accepting that it might be a bad movie. And this is just kind of a cool, never before seen landmark that also happened with Superman 2. So yeah, happy to be here. This was great. I liked it. Um, didn't love it. wasn't uh, wasn't too crazy about, it, but it was a good time. Uh, very, yeah, good. Um, yeah. So, so I was just gonna comment about your um, uh, top ten movies of the year thing. Like, uh, right, right now I've got three, so it's in it's on number two, right above <laughs> Malcolm and Marie, the hit film. Uh, Fuck you, but, Sam but Levinson. Yeah. <laughs> Release the Levinson cut of Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> Sam Levinson and Joss Whedon don't care about black people. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, it was it was much better than I expected, and maybe part of why I liked it so much was I've always been a bigger fan of DC stuff than Marvel stuff, and I wanted to see a good Justice League movie. And it was it was a solid Justice League movie. It it did the characters justice. Um, yeah, put that was, on the Blu-ray. Was, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it, I, I do think it could have been reeled in a little more. It could have been maybe a three-hour movie, and it was still been good. But I think giving him more control over the story and making it like more story driven definitely helped a lot. It, it fleshed out the characters way more. It fleshed out the world way more and it set up a really cool potential universe that I hope he does get to finish. Uh, I like the Snyder cut a lot. Uh, Joss Whedon fucking murdered this movie. He <laughs> Joss Whedon must be a talentless hack who doesn't have any good creative bone in his body. Buffy ghost ridden. Firefly ghostwritten. The first Avengers movie ghost directed by Kevin Feige. That is the only way the abomination that is the Justice League makes any sense. He took what is a good, solid movie. It's not a great movie or anything, but it's solid. And he turned it into the worst possible fucking form of it imaginable in the weirdest way possible. Even by changing the color grading so radically, the movie looks so much worse. There were so many green screen shots in the original Justice League movie I saw back then that I thought were reshoots because they were so bad. No, they were green screen shots in the Schneider version, but they clearly originally shot the footage with different color grading in mind. So it made the guy... It is an abomination beyond belief what Josh Whedon did to this movie, and I'm glad Snyder got to make his version. All right, I'll end this with my thoughts. Um, God damn, I'm, I am so happy for Zack Snyder. 
uh, on my whole revisit of his filmography, I was saying to myself, God, I hope one day he makes a four star move, like a, a really good movie. Maybe, maybe not a five star. I, I, I'm just hope I'm shooting for a four star. I want him to fill that other star up because the highest he's gone for me is three and a half. That man did it. The crazy son of a bitch did it. He he, he made his four star movie. And I'm so happy that he finally got to release the version of a movie that he worked so goddamn hard on. Uh, I, I'm so happy he got to release it and people are eating it up. Everybody's loving it. You, you did it, Snyder. You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. Critics uh, rave. W- w- watch it if you can. If you've got HBO Max, it is well worth sitting through the four hours of it. Um, are there issues? Absolutely. But um, no, it was really fucking good. And if you can't sit through four hours of it, it is split into six chapters that could easily be digestible one at a time. Yes. Um, which was very smart on HBO Max's part. Um, so good, good on you, HBO Max. Good on you, Zack Snyder. Enjoy the success. Um, and that wraps up my thoughts and all of our thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh Thank you, everybody, for watching. Like, subscribe. I don't know if this is actually going to be in the end because I don't remember us doing any of this, but that is a wrap on our thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Peace, bitches.